and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, everyone on this planet, we're here just to do a couple things. We're just here to change the world on a Wednesday afternoon. No big thing. No big thing. Just trying to advocate for uh, our four-legged friends, our no-legged friends, our, our animal friends. We're here to advocate for the snakes, the turtles, the dogs, the cats, hyenas, uh, cheetahs. Well, those are cats, I think, too. One's a dog. I think a hyena's a dog, right? Cheetah's a cat. Um, Chester, the cheetah, he's got on the Cheetos bag. He's a cat. What are you talking about, Tommy? Well, I'm talking about your professionals and animal lovers show, and I'm just coming straight out of my head and just saying a bunch of words because I'm trying to make you people laugh and draw you into this important part of the world. That happens here every single Wednesday from 2 p.m. Eastern time to 3 p.m. That's when we go live, baby. That's when we do the show live, and then it goes on your podcast platforms. It goes on the Facebook or the Meta. I'm not sure if you put the in front of Meta, but if we put it there, it goes there. It goes on talkradio.nyc. Why? Because Valerie Heffron, my colleague, my buddy, my pal, Val, came to me last summer and she was like, dude, I think she said dude. She said, dude, I want to I do a show again. I want to do a radio show. Actually, what she said was I want to do a podcast and she didn't say it, but she meant with no video. But then I was like, oh, let's just do this one that I do where we do video. And right, Val, right or wrong, am I li- if I'm lying, I'm dying. Right? I mean, you didn't not necessarily want. Actually, I think it was like you were doing your podcast show about philanthropy and we would talk and you said to me, you know, you're always talking about the animals. Like every time I talk to you, you're telling me about some meeting that you went to or a protest or whatever, and you really should talk about it on a podcast. And I was like, I love podcasting. I miss it, but I hate video. And you talked me out of getting my out of my own way. So is, here we are. I didn't think I, I thought well, I tell the story so many different ways. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go away in this version. And I was just like, um, the funniest part for me is like years ago, Valerie Heffron, that wasn't her name back then. I'm sorry. The traffic is busy out here on Long Island. Apparently today I hear horns. And <laughs> but it's funny because Valerie, not Heffron Lamp at the time, had asked me, he was like, dude, again, dude, would you come on my show and, and like talk? This is about seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, I want to interview you. And I was like, uh-uh, not happening, man. And yeah. it's funny because like <laughs> years later now, we do two shows here on the network, Philanthropy and Focus Friday mornings. And this here, your professionals and animal love show, radio voice guy, that show we do here on Wednesdays. And now it's hysterical because I was never really shy or calm for that matter but i didn't want to do the show with val because i just didn't want to like hear like i figured we'd be talking about like hr and payroll and benefits and i was like i don't want to just talk about that stuff and i was like Mm -hmm. in my mind i was like what if i get something wrong and like now there's like it's documented that like i was recorded getting (laughs) something wrong well that's funny because as a 36 year old man i probably believe like that mattered now as a 44 year old man I know most of the time I'm going to say stuff and it's going to be wrong. And I'll but you be, know what, Tommy? And then, hang on one second. And then it'll be yeah. like, I'll learn from that. And then I'll like fix the mistake and we'll get better evolution. So I think a little bit of swag, a little bit of older, a little bit of construction going on in my neighborhood. You hear all those horns, Valerie? It's like I'm doing yeah. this from Manhattan. It's weird. What, I, what uh, I'm thinking though is that the show that I used to do, because I used to run a business networking organization, this is such a full circle moment, is that you would have been a great guest on that show because we talked about networking. And today, this is the power of networking. It's the power of the ripple effect. But today, I have the pleasure of having on Donna Fiorelli, who was one of my earliest customers. Donna Fiorelli, ESQ. Uh, and Donna. I back a long way. A long way. way. I can't like believe it. I was like, that was 12 years ago. 12? Wow. 12 oh, years, roughly. More. More? I don't even know. I was before Sandy. I'll say before Sandy. I remember that. But here's the thing. Also, Donna, because she's a great networker, she found out or has been paying attention that we're doing this show. And she was like, hey, I have a colleague, Shayla Ramos. Hi, Shayla. Hello. A great guest on your show. So it's a full circle moment. But the biggest and best part about this show, in my humble opinion, is that we are shining a light on people in business um, or doing advocacy and, and rescue who are doing great things for animals. And so we want to support everybody the best we can in business, right? If I'm going to refer somebody 
to a professional, I want to not only refer them to a qualified and competent professional, professional, but also someone who has a heart, someone who's compassionate. So this is this is like amazing for me. I'm sitting here going, full wow. Circle. Full circle. Right. And here right. I thought here I thought you were just trying to find a way to bring them into the conversation and get me to stop talking. But no, <laughs> but uh, there was a greater message to that. It wasn't just I had a point. Of, it I wasn't just a point. You were not just pulling some kind of ruse on me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you might have been. But look, we want to amplify the message that we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. I'm reading that off of a website, in fact, actually ours. We want to support one another in business by building a compassionate network together so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. We haven't done that in like six weeks. I wasn't sure if you were going to catch that. No, no, I got it. I know you got it. I wrote it, so yeah, I've got it. We achieved. Oh, jeez. All right, let's this. get to our guests. Well, let me finish. We achieved this. I was coughing. Oh, I'm still. I'm still. I'm sorry. Here. No, no, it's all good. And then we get to our guests. We achieved this by bringing this this show to to happen. That's what it is. I mean, we're a bunch of episodes in. It's September first of last year. We started this, and it is now June first of the following year when we're still keeping it moving. And my expectation will be doing this for a long, long time. Let's bring our guests into the conversation. Yes, Shayla Ramos, Donna Fiorelli, both here both attorneys rocking and rolling. Let's talk animal advocacy. Let's just start the conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, let me tell you, you know, just to start out, um, I'm going to say that uh, it just goes to show you how successful your show is because Aww. I never, and I want to say eight months ago, would never think that I would be on such a podcast talking about animal advocacy ever. Mm-hmm. Now, it, that only happens because of shows like this. And it shows you that, 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 that what is it, the rock and the pond and the ripple effect? Ripple. Yeah, and I literally walked right next door. I can knock on the door. I think Shayla would hear me because we're on the same floor <laughs> in the office. <laughs> and, and to have her bring in. So it's like, what is that? I don't want to date myself. Was that Prell or Breck? You know that commercial? And they tell two, two friends and they tell two friends. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. oh Prell. Yes. Prell. Prell. All right. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll say hello. I'll introduce myself. Um, I'm uh, Donna Fiorelli. Uh, I'm with the law offices of Donna Fiorelli PC. Uh, I am an attorney practicing primarily in bankruptcy and foreclosure defense. I also handle real estate. And uh, my office is here in uh, Carl Place in Nassau County, New York. And like I had said, I'm about as new to animal advocacy as you can get. Yes. Welcome. We will have you join the tribe, baby. Join oh, I'm very tribe. excited. I mean, I've, I've, always loved animals. Okay. I can yeah. always say I've always loved animals right now. You know, I'm going to say I'm in my fifties. <coughs> so animal advocacy, owning an animal, what was, what the duties and the requirements are. Okay. And the obligations of de- pet ownership has changed dramatically over the decades. I mean, mm-hmm. I myself always had a dog growing up as a, you know, as a child, I'm um, from Staten Island. Uh, my dad uh, would go to the city pound and he'd say, okay, well, which animals up next to be, you know, uh, off. Okay. And that was a dog he would take home. And, I thought uh, you were going to say. I thought you were going to say whacked. Like your old man, oh. your, your old man Fiorelli from Staten Island. I thought he might have said, "Which one's getting whacked next?" And then that's the one you would take home. I'm sorry. I'm. Sorry. If you're not from this part of the world, then I guess you just don't understand what we're talking about right now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they get it, but I love oh, you that. So? Uh, <laughs> I, I love. It. But hey, look, I, I, I can admit other things. Yeah. Whoever's hearing this now will also agree. Back then, letting the dog out, letting the dog back in, meant a whole different thing. Taking care of the dog and feeding the dog was a whole different animal. No, no pun intended. Uh-huh. You used to let the dog out. The dog would take off down the block. You can't yeah. do things like that now. Okay. Yeah. That's like one of the topics I think we're going to talk about. Uh, Definitely. And, and, and uh, by the way, I just want to let you know real quick that Tommy, when we first started the show was along for the ride, you know, and he was like, yeah, let's do a show. Like he loves the, you know, the concept, but the amount of information he's taken in, and the amount of advocacy he's been involved with, I mean, we're about to do our third call night together tonight, and he's calling legislators, and he's, you know, promoting certain bills. I mean, he's, it's, and that was just a few short months ago. I can't, can't imagine, you can't imagine how much I, information I had to purge out of my head just to make room for all this stuff, to be honest with you. I, I sometimes forget my kids' names at this point, but I know stuff about advocacy. <laughs> 
so it's it's I'm excited to see how much ground that we're gonna cover and and who knows you may you guys may even co-author bills together. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff I have we need attorneys. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. with it, Donna. If you are, yeah, yeah. Listen, we need that's... attorneys on our team. It's always it's always Ew. good to have good attorneys on our team, right, Val? Shayla, welcome. This is so cool to have you here. I love yes. your background. I love the paintings you have on. <laughs> Thank it's you, so my cool. sophisticated. Uh, zoom background no 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 it's real it's real it's real if you want it to be real that's just how it goes you know absolutely thank you so much for having me oh it's our pleasure and i i have seen jacqueline heredian speak i think she spoke actually at one of my professionistas events back in the day but shayla uh shayla is a matrimonial attorney and i'm so excited to talk about that aspect of the law because the pet laws changed specifically as it pertains to uh, custody and divorce uh, for pets. And so let's get into it. Who wants to start? Okay. Do one. All right, go ahead. Well, I don't know, it's up to you guys. I don't know. You have a leader. If, if one of you don't start talking, you know I will. So, All right, Shayla, so there I was. Shayla, take it away. <laughs> Who'd she say? Who, who'd you say? Shayla, Shayla. Shayla let's take start, it away. Let's All go. Right. So, okay. Bye. We'll, we'll start off with the uh, matrimonial part. Um, so like Valerie mentioned, I'm an associate at Whistleman Harunian. I predominantly do matrimonial estate planning and family law. And part of that is uh, pet law. Uh, now, uh, I think there's an article that just came out recently that about like 70% of millennials own a pet and rather have a pet than have children. Um, and you know, they're, they're now our family. And I would love to talk about this new bill that actually, uh, govern, uh, former governor Cuomo signed, um, uh, regarding the, um, possession of, of animals when it comes to divorce and separation. And, uh, basically the, the law states that, um, well, the bill that, that was signed states that the courts must consider the best interest of the companion animal when considering who gets to keep the pet, um, you know, custody visitation. I'd love to talk about my most recent case that um, this couple going through a divorce forgot to let me know that they have a pet. They have a a cute uh, 10 year old white Maltese I asked them in the beginning, do you have any pets? Do you have any, any of this? They said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Come to, you know, time for them to, for the wife to move out of the house um, and conflict arise, who's going to keep the dog? And I was like, how are you? And so, so I got a phone call from my client and he's like, oh, well, my wife is taking the dog. And I was like, well, you know, you didn't tell me because we could have put this into the agreement to figure out, you know, who's going to care for the dog or we set up some, some sort of visitation plan. Um, so we, you know, drama ensued, of course. Yeah. Did that like unwind? I mean, it sounds like you were in little baseball, the ninth inning, you know, kind of at the, we were, we were done. We were basically done. And then they were like, what about the dog? No. Like, is that open it way? Like not, maybe not to the beginning, but a lot of work again. So basically they had their, their agreement. I mean, the, the thing is um, prior pets were considered property. So you would include that within the stipulation of settlement or the divorce agreement, Um, you know, kind of saying like, who's going to keep the property, which is the pet. But with this new law, now you have to consider what's, what's really their best interest. Um, You know, is it better to be with one parent or maybe they can kind of come into an agreement where they can co-parent. Um, so that's exactly what ended up happening. Uh, we, we got into some mediation sessions to figure out what would be best for, for the animal. And we, I basically had to draft, uh, from scratch, a a custody pet agreement where we covered, hold on, let me put it up. We covered vacations. So if anyone is going on vacation, who's going to stay with the pet, uh, visitation drop-offs on Tuesdays, pickups on, on Friday nights, But I love that because that right there is massive progress because I've heard, I I can't remember if I read it, but I definitely heard situations where people were just at war, like a war of the roses. And so they couldn't come to an agreement and they were ordered to sell the dog and and split the money, which is, I mean, 
I well, that doesn't. Do nobody, that. nobody is healed, right? Don't attorneys say healed? Like how somebody? No one is healed in that scenario. I have a question for you, but we do have to split for a quick break. So, Shayla, I'm going to give you 90 seconds to consider this, like while we're at break. But <laughs> when you, how similar, if similar at all, is this to? I mean, you use the word custody, so I want to know when we come back. Let's compare this, like for for folks, to what this feels like from a from a legal perspective as you compare this to a human child versus a fur baby, as our folks uh, refer Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Not only fur, it could be a scale baby, right? I yeah. mean, it could be yeah. like Elliot. We have a friend called Elliot. He's like a Komodo dragon. I know he's not a Komodo <laughs> dragon, but I always call him a Komodo dragon because that just sounds like really scary and badass. And I'm like, I like to think Elliot's like a big old Komodo dragon. But when in actuality, he really talks like this. <laughs> He's a friend of ours. Maybe he'll show up for the show. This is the Professionals and Adam Lovers show. We got to take a quick break. Donna is here. Shayla is here. Valerie is here. I'm still here. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. your friend Tommy with Val professionals and animal lovers show we're here to advocate you know welcome back to the show everyone Donna what's going on Shayla what's going on hello Valerie what's up gang what's up I have extra caffeine running through this body today so just just gotta deal with it we gotta work it out yes Val I see you praying Uh, (laughs) a question just popped into my head but Shayla I want you to answer Tommy's question that he asked already but then I have a question too so go ahead absolutely so um comparing children to to pets I really think at this point uh there really isn't a difference um we are considering what their best interest and the standard is the same best interest of the child best interest of the companion animal so whether it be you know furry lovers is uh you know scale uh Scale, what did you say? Scales? I said, I said scale babies. <laughs> I don't know. I made it up. Scale, scale babies. Feathers, uh, yeah, I should probably reserve the day now before somebody else does, you know? <laughs> I will tell uh, you this. If I, God forbid, and there's no ever plan for it, uh, no notion, no hinting on this, but if God forbid, if, if Barry ever wanted to leave me and he thought he was keeping our dog and cat, and I would I would need a criminal lawyer, I'm just saying. Oh, well, they probably have one at the firm. <laughs> ha ha, hashtag. <laughs> Donna and I got you covered on that. See, look at that. You know, but I got to tell you, not to bring in, you know, the, the harshness of, of the reality of, of how animals are treated. But animals are personal property. They're not people. And in matrimonial law and family law, which is Shayla's specialty, they're going to have a much higher rank because the emotional 
uh, connection to animals is mm-hmm. sometimes stronger than children because they are truly voiceless, these animals, okay? Mm-hmm. And they, they demand a lot more pity. But if you're in my courts, which is the state courts, and if you civil or criminal in some cases, depending upon the type of case, um, the animals are, are not that revered. Okay, so, so really, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 this is important. Hold on. So what there's you're saying is that there's a distinction. the law varies based on the, the courts? Like, so uh, the state, not- I believe, I believe, okay, because again, you know, you have different courts handling different matters, different jurisdictions seeking different remedies. Uh-huh. I do not, there, in, in my experience, in my understanding, there is, the standards are not the same. Okay, uh, and oh, so they so will. But we're fighting for it. You'll see. Uh-huh. You'll okay, look, good. Go or yes, Google whatever uh, issue you have. Yes. And so right. we're, all, we're all fighting for it. That's a distinction. The bill that was just signed is only goes in terms of divorce proceedings. Oh, whoa, yes. whoa, whoa! Wow, so, that's like mind blowing to me. That in one court, the dog or cat, or, you know, the pet is treated as a family member, and yet in another court, it's treated like a, a car. Chattel. Yes. Exactly. Wow, 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 wow. My mind is completely blown. Not in a good way, but I will join that fight because it should be a family member universally across the board. And this is something I'm following a court case right now. This is this was my question. The Johnny Depp one. Yes, Val. Oh, no, a different one. Different (laughs) Different question. Sorry. My my mind is blown right now as it pertains to this specific case, which involves a horrific personally personal injury um, to a woman. It was a, a family of four the parents and two like teenagers uh, who uh, went to a shelter, the Hempstead shelter. Um, There was several meet and greets and they adopted this dog. Uh, The shelter did not tell them the dog's history, which was, uh, it was a suspected abuse case. Okay. So the bottom line is four days later, exactly one day after Christmas, the dog viciously attacked the mother uh broke both of her arms multiple places ripped her her tissue from her hands it was really just awful and uh i'm reading the town's defense and i'm paraphrasing obviously but what they're saying is two things one is basically like we don't actually legally have to tell you this behavioral history which goes against their own written policies and procedures but b and this is where the property thing comes in it's like well the mother the one who got attacked didn't actually adopt the animal. The son did. Can someone explain that? It's the same household. Like to me, it's like if so. If I go to a rescue and I adopt a cat, and I'm bringing this cat home, it is very much my cat as well as Barry's cat. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that they don't consider the whole family to have adopted that animal? No, no. see, you have to, uh, you're using, this is, this is what's great and what's terrible about the law. Okay. You yeah. have a set of, you have a set of rules called the law, laws of thing, things you can and can't do. You have cases, which are precedent that the courts are going to say, all right, well, listen, here's a set of laws. We're going to take these facts, apply them to the laws. And how are we going to interpret it? We're going to look at past cases and we're going to apply the history of events. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody has standards, okay? So you're going to say, well, who had the duty of care? Who had the ultimate duty and responsibility to be in charge of this animal? Who owned the animal? Now, there, there's all different standards of knowledge that you have to have about the animal. That's huge. Whose responsibility was it? Who knew or should have known about the propensity of the dangerousness of this particular animal? And right. then you have to apply it to New York standards, all right? New York laws in, involving negligence, liability mm-hmm. so negligence when when a dog attacks and the owner fails to act responsibly or does something no reasonable dog owner would do failing to leash a dog in a public park is a great example that's mm-hmm. negligence now that what how do you what do you tag to that you could tag a money monetary relief okay mm-hmm. if it rises to such a crazy level where the dog had already been named a dangerous dog or declared by a court to be dangerous and got out again and killed somebody now you're looking at criminal prosecution of that dog owner. Now you're talking one year in prison, oh, wow. 90 days in prison, a thousand dollars, you know, penalty. I mean, I don't want to derail the, the line of talk, but um, no, when you're no, looking no, at no. a particular all, case. I, I see what you're saying in terms of precedence. Although, um, I mean, look, I certainly, I certainly think their first line of defense, which is like, we don't have to tell you is 
beyond absurd because again, it does go against their written policies and procedures. Um, and also I'm reading the testimonies and, and everyone, including the director, as well as the, the trainer were saying that, yes, absolutely. This family should have been told, you know, what, what the deal was, but I just, uh, you know, the more I learn, the more I realize I need to learn. Oh, and, no, there's, there's a lot. a lot. Yeah, there is a lot. So, okay. So let's yeah, Val, let me, let, let me interrupt yeah. you. Hold that thought, Val, because I know you got a great question. You have plenty of those. So let me just stop for a second, though. I mean, this is the point, everybody, right? We're here to do three things. We're here to learn, educate, and advocate. But I'll say in like 3A is that, that we're here to bring you professionals in their space that know their stuff, that are animal supporters, that are animal advocates, that are animal lovers, that are people who care about animals. So when you're going to uh, when you have the need for a matrimonial attorney, when you have the need, if you're, if you're going through bankruptcy or foreclosure, you need representation. Well, then you want the type of attorneys that are part of this community. So that's mm-hmm. what's going on, Val. So you don't know, need to know this. You're not supposed to know this, Val. I'm not supposed to know this stuff. We're supposed to have specialists around us who do know this and we'll learn as much as we can. But like how important is networking? That's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing is that's what we're doing here. And that's where hint hint check it out things will be coming down the road that you'll say oh i remember when he was talking about that then but it's about us building this community this network this population of people in this space so i i just now i know you had a question val so i don't want to take that away because i have i want to just bring up later on uh isla animals in isla mujeres mexico but we'll bring that up later on wink wink val <laughs> What, what was your question? I, that was very good pronunciation. Gracias. Okay. Uh, oh, well, Shayla, I was actually going to ask you, Shayla, have you seen an uptick since the laws changed uh, from the matrimonial space? Have you seen an uptick in things like prenups to include pets and pet custody? You have. Absolutely. Yes. That's definitely something that people are considering. Um, to include, uh, I just had a, a, done a prenup where uh, they they had two pugs, cute pugs, um, where you know that they they agreed that it, it would go to the original owner uh, who who purchased the, the 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 dogs, you know, to keep it, mm. but to allow for visitation if if they want. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's super interesting to me because you know when you think I think more and more. Well, I. You could you could speak to this better than I can, but it seems that more and more people are inclined to do prenups these days. And I don't know if that's because a lot of the a lot of times it's a second or third marriage, or maybe yes. uh, you know someone recently started a business or something like that. But um, I find it really interesting that this topic is now being covered with prenups too. And I, I think it's great. I think any time that you're planning, Ooh. right? Putting stuff in writing is so important. We can go towards even estate planning. You know, if someone passes away, what what's going to happen to the pet? You know, at least get a have them. You can do a pet trust. Yeah, we've Uh, heard about that. Yeah, we we had a trust and estates lawyer come on from uh, Florida, oh, uh, early in the show, and it was amazing. She was also talking about like a pet healthcare proxy or pet power of attorney. I was like, really. I gotta get that. It was funny, like at, at you of all people, that that would surprise you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is your world. But even never that, heard of a pet power <laughs> right? But this is a, but yeah. this is a, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Here. We're all yeah. right. We're learning, man. Yeah. Rich and famous have been doing it for decades. Wow, well, yeah. uh, I believe <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, I believe that too. So the other question that uh, I know we're going to get into, and I see that we have about a minute to break, but um, Donna, I want you to also help inform others about like how how they can look into what laws I mean laws vary greatly I remember when I was living in Baldwin uh legally you know you're not allowed to have backyard chickens and I had a client at the time who had backyard chickens but he lived in I think Huntington or around there different different you know neck of the woods and I was like so jealous I was like how come he can have chickens and I can't have chickens they're like all told we're, we're only a half an hour away you know, but um, laws dictate quite a bit. And I'm super interested to find out things like, so if God forbid, you know, my dog attacked another dog and caused injury, what's my repercussion? Uh, what about things like, what if my dog gets attacked or, or if someone's dog attacks a person, like how do we find out what that translates to? 
and the homeowner's responsibility or uh, you know, um, the resident's responsibility, the pet owner's responsibility, right? And also, not for nothing, but uh, I've been hearing so much about these breed discrimination laws, and they've been passing in different parts of the country, and then sometimes they're getting overturned, but there are places that won't allow people to, they won't rent an apartment or something to you if you have a certain breed of dog. So I'm interested, and we're, we're, ah, I'm going to take us to break, but I, mean, I want to It's so much stuff. Into, it's I know, it's stuff. We're going to be here till 8 p.m. tonight, folks. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan, you know, you cancel your dinner plans. We're going for five hours today. Let's do a five-hour version of the show. Easily. <laughs> for sure. All right, Val, bring us to break. You were going to do it. All right, let's go to break. <laughs> Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Fiorelli is here, Shayla Ramos is here, Tommy's here, Val's here. There's probably some animals around. So uh, look, from from Donna, from your dad out in Staten Island, you know, adopting that that animal who was really, you know, I mean, he literally, it, say, it sounds like more than once, saved this animal from ultimately being euthanized. So, you know, when you guys adopted to, you know, uh, Shayla's adopting of Apollo uh, I want to know if that has anything to do with the Rocky movie. We'll find out. But adopting Apollo from a kill shelter out in California. So much here. Let's get into business, though, a little bit more with Donna, because I know you have notes. I know we we said, you know, I heard through the grapevine. Um, not sure what that I know what that means, but I don't know why that's actually a thing, the grapevine. But I had heard ahead of time that you both had prepared a lot that you wanted to get into. So, Donna, I know you have some stuff in front of you. Let's jump right back in that now. All right. You know, uh, there is so much. But you have to start really with the, with the small building blocks. Okay, there, there's too many uh, combinations of cases that can possibly happen. So I'm going to boil it down to some generalities. Okay, and, and things that people need to know from the ground up the day that you get your puppy. Okay, what are the dog laws that every owner should know from the beginning? Okay, and if you have to jump in, if the dog's eight years old, 10 years old, so be it. But these are the things that you need to know. And here we are in New York. So I guess that's what we're going to talk about. All right. And, and as a lawyer, you know, we're, we're only useful when we can save people time and money by educating and advising them on the fastest, cheapest, easiest way to get to some objective. Hold on a second. I'm not sure like that you're an attorney. So uh, we have to, can I see your bar card? Cause I, I changed the well, name. I added ESQ. What are you talking about? ESQ? I could put ESQ behind my name too. <laughs> an attorney that does not make me. No, but I mean, you're just, you said safe. I'm goofing because I'm talking tongue in cheek because saving time, saving money, being efficient, doing the best, like that sounds great. And I appreciate, I'm appreciative of that. And I figured it was an opportunity to make a joke about it. 
But hey, that's like, how we get referrals, man. Yeah, I think <laughs> I know a bit about referrals. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that. But that's important to know that 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 that's the the mo. That's the angle, right? That that's that should be the angle of every attorney. Okay. Right. Every the angle of every attorney should hear what the person wants to do first and what is the fastest, cheapest, easiest way to get there, knowing mm-hmm. where they are now, where they want to go, where they came from, how it's going to affect them in the future. So mm-hmm. I always like to start from the beginning. Okay. okay. So dog law that every owner should know, or in other words, you better know this, or mm-hmm. how many of you didn't know this? Okay. So this applies to everybody. Uh, there are thousands of dog bites, thousands and thousands of dog bites in uh, New York and in New York City especially, right? And in an effort to reduce the number of dog bites, New York State implemented certain laws to protect dogs, their owners, and the residents of the state. So we're going to break it down really simply to dog licensing, New York leash law, and something called the dangerous dog laws that everybody should know, okay? Dog licensing. I have to be honest with you guys. Again, a dog owner all my life, some of this stuff was brand new to me. And I can say that because I don't think I can get in trouble with this. I'm like you, Tommy. Something's going to be wrong. So I admit it. I had no idea. I want you to follow me. Ready? I had no idea. Okay, dog licensing. Okay, technically, every dog starting with a four-month-old puppy needs to be licensed. Now, um, the dog would have to be uh, that age, four months, or really up to six months, but fully vaccinated. All right. Once he has all the vaccines, then a license is issued. People, most people wait till six months. The cost of the license is thirty-four dollars. Uh, in New York City, in particular, I know you got a lot of listeners, maybe in Queens. Okay, in New York City, uh, you would go to the website. Okay, for the Department of Health, they will or Public Safety, they will issue a dog tag, a metal dog tag that needs to be attached to the collar. Back in the day, they used to also issue a card. Okay, proving that the dog was licensed and the owner would have to carry this card, but that's no longer done. I guess it's too expensive, but they do issue that metal tag that's supposed to be on the dog's collar. To uh, get a license, you have to show and prove that the dog is current on the rabies shots. Above all else, people, get the dog vaccinated for rabies because, again, this protects your animal as well as others, and that could be tantamount to damages if any accidents occur. And uh, uh, the license must be renewed every year. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Uh, so what, if, what, what does this all tell you? And what happens if you get caught? Now, I called because I didn't know. So I called here uh, to the town of Oyster Bay. Um, and we're, in order to find out what, how this information and, and what you need to know, if you're moving to a town, if you live in a town, although New York State has these blanket codes and rules, okay, set forth, uh, it's only locally that in particular detailed uh, ordinances are passed. So you're going to move to the town of Oyster Bay, go online, call the town clerk. They'll put you into contact with all the local rules as it pertains to owning, buying, and caring for a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that also is in, you know, uh, has to do with the dog ownership in the city. Uh, New York leash law, okay? Um, there's no statewide uniform leash law on how to leash your animal. Instead, the rules on restraining dogs is determined uh, locally, again, locally in your town, in your city, mm-hmm. within New York. Uh, New York City requires dogs to be on a leash no longer than six feet long, and it's illegal to chain a dog for longer than three hours. Oh. Three hours? Three hours. That's a long time. That's New York City. That's oh, New York City. And we all know it happens a lot longer. Now, in Nassau County, mm-hmm. again, each town has their own uh, leash law. Uh, all dogs must be leashed at all times when in public, and they must be 100% under the owner's control. This mm-hmm. is where all the cases come out, okay? Mm-hmm. The length of the leash and the dog behavior um, is detailed in each town. Like, in other words, the length of the leash, is it four feet long? Is it six feet long? The behavior of the dog, the known behavior, does it have an aggressive propensity? Did you know, should you have known that it was a violent dog? Because if you did, that dog should have been muzzled. That's yeah. huge. That's huge. Um, then that, that brings me to a huge topic called dangerous dog laws. Mm-hmm. And these are these sad events. And this is what led me, I guess, to be on here today. Uh, you know, the, most lawyers, when you talk to them, it's like, hey, listen, how'd you get into a particular field? Or what made you get into dog advocacy? Okay, because lawyers, you know, know what advocacy means, you know, being an advocate by definition is the act of pleading or arguing in favor of something. That's what lawyers do all day long. But what made you really get into 
you know, I'm a lawyer. You should actually, if you ask my dad, I've been pleading and arguing since I'm about four years old. So he probably, he always told me I should have become a lawyer. And in fact, Mick Collins just said on Facebook that if I put ESQ behind my name, Donna, as long as I don't try to practice law without a license, I could put ESQ. Now, I don't know what authority Mick Collins has to even make that statement, to be honest That's with you. Question. Right. So Mick, I'll have to text you later on. Well, I mean, I, like advocating you know, appealing and, and, and arguing and making your case. Yeah. What I thank you, Donna, for bringing all this information. And I will make another quick shout out because this is critical stuff. And last week on the show, um, our friend Tanya Dival asked if we would have uh, our guests send over some information that she could then share in her newsletter. And I'm wondering about these facts as well. These are great facts that you're sharing. I'm sure some people have either started jotting them down or they're going to go back and listen to this again and again, which we encourage because the more you listen, the more you learn. But, you know, I think there's an op, there might be a a newsletter here for you, Donna. There's a, certainly a blog post or something to, 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 to distill the information you're bringing us. It's it's really over. It's a matter of prevention. Imagine, okay, so you're, you're moving into the town of Brookhaven. And I say that because that was the big case I had. I had a case in the town of Brookhaven. And it was, it was amazing to me how well organized the town was. I went to their website. You didn't have to be a lawyer to do that. So yeah. what, did, what was the duties and obligations of a dog owner? What, what does it mean to have to care for the dog? What does it mean to protect the dog against other dogs, against other people? What is the value of the dog? What is the legal procedure if you have an issue regarding the dog that bites another dog? So now you have personal property versus personal property. What if the dog bites a person? What what is the owner's obligations? Is it monetary? Could they go to jail? It's all out there and it's all free information. Now, obviously, you know, people run to lawyers, but I got to be honest with you. Um, There's a lot of anyone who owns an animal, okay, is a parent. I'm I'm a parent of of a human, okay, he's 17. Sometimes I favor the dog, but he's not, but my, my son's not on this right now, <laughs> but, I, but I have to tell you, it, it, it really, you, you can prevent so much harm to yourself, to others. The word accident doesn't mean on purpose, you know? So um, when, when it comes to dangerous dogs, that it's a real sad, unfortunate situation. I'll tell my story if you want to hear it. I'm watching the time because I'll yes, tell it. All right. So there I was. Okay. Uh, a, a client was referred to me and they thought it was a property problem and they didn't realize how light, right they were. It had to do with the dog. So we, we had this woman, she was, um, uh, you know, uh, very experienced in animal shelters. It just so happened that she knew all about caring for the animal with vaccinations and shots, how to feed it, behavior, leashing, muzzling. She did everything she was supposed to do, right? She goes off to work. A uh, family member decides to start decorating for Christmas, okay? The house uh-huh. had a gate that was completely sealed off. So the, the uh, one of the relatives goes out, takes a bin, puts it down next to the, the gate. Now, four times a day, a particular neighbor would walk their animal in front of this woman's house, okay? And four times a day, you know, this woman's dog inside, okay, that was, again, uh, closed off because of the gate, would bark four times a day at this animal that was being walked on the other side of the gate. Well, this particular day, the animal got out the front door, jumped over a bin that was temporarily placed by a gate, jumped over the gate, okay, and, and mauled this animal on a leash. Oh, no. Now we had animal against animal. So what happens now? Okay. Uh, the dog owner was called, ran home, took the injured animal to the vet. Okay. Uh, the, the injured animal was cared for and received medical treatment. Okay. And then what happened? Now that was a freak accident. This is where, you know, the actual dog owner did everything they were supposed to do. That was like the perfect storm of, of bad luck. It was a freak accident. It was an absolute perfect storm. And don't think I didn't put that in my papers, okay? Uh-huh. So the woman tells me, she goes, I got this thing in the mail. I don't know what it is. And it was a notice, okay? She was being sued or there was an action against her for a, um, you know, the uh, a dangerous dog proceeding, okay? And it was being commenced by the animal control officer. Oh, no. Now you look at it, it says plaintiff, the, the respondent, you know, the, the name of the court's on the top. This particular action was in the first district court. Now you're in court. There's a lawsuit against you. Wow. She's defended. So I defended the homeowner. And I had to go and review the town of Brookhaven's laws on what their standards are for dangerous dog. Mm. Okay. And it also had to do with, um, you know, who I was working with. I got a chance to work with, again, Ed Flood, excellent mm-hmm. assistant attorney for the town of Brookhaven. I get him on the phone because I knew that the worst case scenario would be 
they're going to kill this dog. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. now, um, it, it, now New York, and I have I know there's people on here who probably know the law. They're going to say, well, New York's a you know a one bite state, a one bite state, meaning that you know uh, New York te- technically will allow one bite to happen in so many so many ways. Okay, and then that the um, the owner of the aggressor dog would be max liability of, of vet charges and whatnot. But but that's always the conclusion. You have to get to the answer from a judge first. I mm-hmm. mean, if you read these summonses, you know, here's the procedure. Uh, the procedure is uh, the, um, the the victim, okay, the victim uh, dog owner files a complaint with the uh, animal control or public safety. Uh, the animal control officer hears the complaint and says, okay, you know what? There's probable cause here. I have reason to bring a hearing. They go to court. The judge sets forth an order having a hearing set down to determine, is this dog dangerous? And how are we going to protect the dog and society? But mm-hmm. we have to you know, discover what's going on with this animal. So what do I do like a real lawyer? First time I'm in that court, I'm telling you the truth, right? I say, like a real lawyer. paper the hell out of this thing. So right. I, had, I got affidavits. I got pictures. I showed the security of the gate. Uh, we, I interviewed detailed exactly what happened over and over again. And I got to be honest, these people did not see me coming. That's I was. That's what. That's what. Hey, then you must not have. You must not have spoken to anybody because as soon as you started talking to me today, I saw you coming a mile away. So I like. I. I mean, I would be. I, I'm not an attorney. Just let me say that again. I. I'm not an attorney, but I would not want to be your adversary in a courtroom. For well, no, I, little, I want I, you I, on I, my team. What I call her, Yureli, I, I want you on my team. Oh, I don't want to go against you. I, I want I you. Call her a firecracker. <laughs> And you know what so I listen, did. So time out, Donna. We've got to go for break. I oh. told you can get more in, out in sixty seconds than anyone I've ever known in my life. But we're gonna <laughs> oh, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. Hold the thought, and we'll pick it up when we come back. Whoa, 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 Dylan, 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 don't go to break yet. Val, mention what we're doing tonight, and I'll share something while we're at break. Oh, we're doing call night emergency, emergency, urgent call night. There's one day left in the New York State Assembly session, and the anti-puppy mill bill has not made it to the floor. So we're going to have everyone make one phone call tonight. Please join us at 6 p.m. Send us an email. We'll send you the link. Dylan, take us to break. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Dropping knowledge bombs all day on the Professors and Animal Love show. Woof! My God. I mean, Fiorelli. Woof! I'm busy over here. All right. Let's get back into it. too I, fast? I'll slow it down. I get no, 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 I love oh, it. You're I love like, it. you're like, people. Like, this is like, I think some people who are not from our part of the world, like, might have a challenge with this conversation. But, like, you're like, you remind me of only, like, a thousand other people on this island that I know. Like, you know, like, this is how we operate. So, this is our, this is our people. So, Shayla, get back into this conversation. She's not going to make much room. So, you're going to have to force your way. <laughs> no, this, uh, we're here to learn. <laughs> what, we'll have a two-part. I 
Yeah, we will, I, again, we're going to, you, you, but we'll both be, and maybe some others, our legal correspondence going forward. Legal correspondence, yeah. Into the future. But Shayla, did you have some stuff you wanted to add to, to what Donna was talking about or, or take the conversation in a different way? Because we're going to run on, in six minutes, we're running out of time. We're going to be out of here. <laughs> I, I want to get you back in. I mean, as to, to what Donna, I mean, that's really her, her specialty. I mean, I'm here for all your uh, divorce or custody needs with when it comes to your pet. Uh, but Donna's got it down with the dog bites, leash laws, you know, dangerous dog laws. I remember yeah. actually legislator uh, John Ferretti recently, I think it was about a year or two ago, he had a dog that was personally, his personal, you know, pet was attacked viciously on election day, by the way, he wasn't home for it, but uh, thankfully the dog ended up being okay. Uh, but it's interesting because um this is legislatively one topic, but this is again why I'm so excited to have these two legal beagles, haha, no, legal eagles uh, that want to get involved in, in animal advocacy. I'll tell you right now, I would I would love to solicit uh you guys in the sense of um maybe we could put our ads together because I personally feel that the repercussions uh, and punishments for animal abusers, it's a joke. I it's mean, joke. you know, it's its so minimal. It's a slap on the wrist. And you have people that have, uh, you know, a history of abusing and even killing their own dogs and, you know, barely any jail time. Uh, there was that woman in Long Beach who was transporting for a rescue and she left her own personal dog who was also paralyzed in a van overnight in the dead of winter and while she was in a hotel room and the cop thankfully heard the dog crying and you know got to the bottom of it but i remember i know the judge that judge in long beach who wanted he threw the book at her but the, it, it was like a couple of hundred bucks yeah. no jail time uh this is stuff that i'm like oh. if you if you got you know i'm taking you up on your offer we've got to make now, now look yeah you, you know I, i've been I've been sort of saying like this whole being an advocate thing. It's like, it's, it's given me this education as to what another future role might be in my own profession. And I've shared this with you kind of, I'm not going to share much more here right now, but just like different things that I might be doing in the world and law school is not one of them because I just don't have the patience to, to do it. Um, I, but I, but you don't want that debt either. I don't, well, I, I would, I'd, I'd pull a nice angle. I'd go to like, you know, like a CUNY or like a <laughs> school and like commute and like do it really, you know, that way. Cause I got four kids, man. They're going to want, they're going to probably want an education too. But <laughs> so um, it, it, it's, I would want to lean on you both into the future as Valerie and I have these discussions and we're now, you know, the, the games we're playing in, you know, being involved with what's going on in Albany. And I really have said that now we're involved with what's going on. We're getting on and we are involved. We're part of the solution. I had no idea how to, how a bill became a law other than that, you know, Saturday morning thing, you know, I'm just the bill. Like I didn't even, you know, like I went back and watched that video like 30 times since like the last couple of weeks, but it, it's like, now I'm learning that, but that means we can, we, and I say, we, I don't mean just Valerie and Tommy and the four of us, but I mean, we, as people can, can make an impact and can, Absolutely. can be a real like influencer, like, I don't hate on the Kardashians. Maybe I do, but I don't like, but not that kind of influencer, like an influence. Look, Kim and team, if you want to support the work we're doing here around animal advocacy, by all means, jump on board. But like, it's like that whole thing is we can really make an impact. We as the individual, right? Margaret, Look, the biggest thing, and I'm just going to jump in. I'm really sorry. Cause I, as you know, this is a very pressing scenario right uh, now yeah. with the anti-puppet mill bill. And the reality is that more than half the assembly, the majority of the assembly has already co-sponsored this bill. If this bill does not get bothered to be sent to the floor for a vote, I'm going to be a deranged lunatic. But, but the ultimate goal here is to put not only competent leaders in office, but compassionate leaders too. And I'll tell you right now, I'm severely disappointed in one specific assembly person who has not co-sponsored the bill. And I found out that she has taken contribution money from owners of pet stores and specifically shake a paw listed in the horrible 100 list from the humane society as a pet store who chronically sources their puppies from the worst puppy mills the worst so i want to just be clear this is the goal we need the right people in office because they are the ones who legislate 
these laws. Right on. And we need the right attorneys on our teams, right? Yeah, snaps. Snaps. Definitely. Shit. Well, you know, you got to get into the trenches, you know? I mean, you got really to get it's all about exposure because I'm going to be honest with you. You guys are so your eons ahead oh, from most of us. That's why we sit and we listen and we we learn from you, you know? But if you really dive into the, the trenches and locally, if we just expose, it's all public record. Exactly. You know, it's all public record. Who decides on what case and which way it goes? Doesn't take much to go from town to town and say, hey, this is what happened in this area recently. This is what this court's doing. Yep. Now, that, now, again, I'm telling you, the town of Brookhaven was awesome. And I was a defendant, and I'm telling you how awesome they were. They're like, listen, we're not in the business to kill animals. It's the first thing the guy said to me on the phone. We didn't get to the punchline. Did that animal, what, what happened with that animal, if you tell us quickly? Oh, oh, so um, typically the, uh, you know, they're supposed to be seized by the kennel. We worked it out with the town. We entered the stipulation of settlement. Uh, and the uh, dog owner had to obtain liability insurance and continue to walk the dog for a year with a muzzle, which he, she was doing anyway. Wow. And the dog went home. I'm glad I asked. And that was the answer, because if the other yeah. if it would have really been a bad punchline to that story. Had the okay. answer no, I wouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, Tommy. It can't divulge our secrets. All right. Look. Donna, Shayla, how do we get in touch with the firm? How do we get in touch with you? Because we are completely out of time and I still have three minutes worth of stuff to do. So. Uh, absolutely. We'll send you our contact information. Um, you know, phone feel free to email me. Yeah, yeah phone shout number. Out the firm. Shout out the firm name and, and uh, the website. Whistleman Harunian Family Law. The website is lawjaw.com. Um, and then I just want to leave off. I got to, I got to show my, can I skin it? No, I can't. I have it's my background, background on. The background's killer to see Apollo. Yes. I'll, I'll show it after. I'll show All right, it share it. Okay. Share with us. Send a- it to us. We'll tag it on Facebook. Donna, thank you for being here. Shayla, thank you for oh, sharing. So Donna, much. One last thing, Donna. Tell us real quick. What do okay. you want to say before we my go? My phone number. Okay. Donna Fiorelli. <laughs> I'm 516-783-1950. My website is www.donnafiorelli.com. That's D-O-N-N-A-F-I-O-R-E-L-L-I, just like on here. Got it. We'll and share all that information. I'm sure I'm sure uh, my sergeant at arms, Mick Collins, is already preparing all the information to share on the internet. Show me that picture, Shayla, one more time of Apollo. Thank you for rescuing oh, There's God. a handsome guy. Look at that bow tie. All right, Val, yeah. right, we, got, we got to go. So I got to give him the Gandhi quote. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Emergency phone calls tonight. Voters for Voiceless, check us out on the internet, on the Facebook, and reach out and we'll make some phone calls together. Make it a great day, everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc. 
for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.